The Kindness Podcast is made possible by Cornwell Properties in Athens, Ohio. Cornwell Properties offers Ohio University students the best locations to live in Athens. All of their apartments are either on Court Street or within one block. Cornwell Properties. Location matters. Visit their website, cornwellpropertiesathens.com, for more information. Welcome to the Kindness Podcast. I'm Nicole Phillips. The practice of martial arts may involve self-defense, but Stan Hale, head instructor at Athens Kiaikido, says it goes much deeper than that. He says Kiaikido can really be seen as a kindness practice. Stan, thank you so much for joining me today. And I was really touched when you reached out to me. Can you tell our listeners why you reached out? Well, um, I reached out to promote Aikido, of course. But the idea of this, the kindness project, the, the focus on kindness, uh, I hear the um, broadcast as I'm driving to the dojo every Thursday night here in Athens. And... Um, to be focused on that as a value in life seemed to connect really well with what we're trying to do in Aikido, what Aikido is about. Um, stereotypically, Aikido is classified as a martial art, a fighting art. Uh, and it's true that its roots are, the technical roots are in um, traditional Japanese fighting arts. But the founder of Aikido, a man named Morai Ueshiba, who we refer to as O-sensei, which means great teacher, he had a vision, a religious vision in his context, that the true purpose of martial art, of Budo, is not to defeat an opponent, not to win a battle, but the loving protection of all beings. Mm. And... So he then spent the rest of his life re-understanding everything he had learned up to that point, which was an extensive uh, body of knowledge about martial art, into what martial art would be if it were focused on that. And the result became Aikido. Uh, that name first is used in 1942 or 45. Um, when they were trying to convince the American occupation that they were not a military art anymore. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was going to ask you about the timeline of it because, I mean, yeah. martial arts goes back centuries and centuries, right? Yeah, the, the roots of the art that we practice, the, uh, the physical techniques that we do are mostly derived out of various jujitsu forms. And jujitsu goes back as long as people have been fighting each other in Japan. Mm -hmm. and, but the Japanese did develop systems and styles of their martial arts. Um, it happened also in Europe and other places, but the Japanese really were intense about it the way they can be and kept that sense of it much longer than like um, the European fencing schools, for example. Mm -hmm. They're still there, but nobody knows mm -hmm. except the few thousand people who are interested in it. But almost everybody has heard of all oh, those Japanese martial arts, karate, judo, jujitsu, oh. And there are still multiple schools of all those practices going on. And Aikido's physical techniques, the throws we use, are derived from the jujitsu traditions. But we also have a grounding in the sword traditions so that what I tell the students is uh, we throw like judo or jujitsu but we move like swordsmen. Mm. So our, move, our posture is more upright and, and direct connection. It affects the work quite a bit, but in kind of subtle ways. 
So is, if I'm understanding you right, you're saying the difference then between Aikido Mm-hmm. And and these former martial arts, the things that you draw from, is that even though you're learning the same fighting practices, you're never intending to use them to fight. You're using you're intending to use them to protect. To protect, uh, to protect ourselves, but also to protect the guy who's attacking us. Oh, which is the kind of really radical base of it. That's radical kindness. Explain that to me, huh? Yeah, the uh, principle in. Aikido is not simply to prevent the guy from hurting us, but to recognize that if someone attacks us, they've lost their mind a bit. They've lost their center. And so our responsibility as the centered person in the room, which we hope we are, (laughs) is to take control of the situation, disable their ability to harm us, and put them down as kindly as possible onto the ground so we can hold them in place and explain the error of their way <laughs> or wait until the proper authorities show up or make our escape. Mm-hmm. So as an example, I, I recognized when I made this uh, first inquiry was this talking on the radio about a physical art like this is a little tricky. <laughs> it I, is, right, because you I can't have, see it. You have to visualize yeah, I have it. have to describe it. And What I always tell people who inquire about Aikido is come to the dojo and try out a class. The dojo is the school, Mm -hmm. the facility that we train in. Um, uh, And I suggest trying it out because seeing it is one thing, but feeling it in your body is a completely different thing. And that's particularly true, I think, for Ki Aikido, the style of Aikido that I use, this, the train in, the school of Aikido, which technically in Japanese is Shinshin Tuitsu Aikido. Ooh, you're not going to make me spell that, are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's actually simpler to spell. I'm an awful speller, but I can spell Japanese because the sound-to-letter combination is very precise. Okay. <laughs> um, I can spell it in Romanji, in our English letters. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, shin, shin, tuitsu, there are two characters that are pronounced the same, shin. One means mind, heart, soul, and the other means body, the physical body. Mm-hmm. Tuitsu means becoming one or oneness. And in Aikido, I means to join or connect. Ki is life energy, life force, and do is the way or path. The same character, a Chinese character, is pronounced Tao in Chinese and is the name of the religion of Taoism. Oh, okay. Right? okay. So um, there's already a sense of a spiritual basis there. Yeah. Um, but the um, connection in Aikido is that the other person is coming to attack us. We literally cannot do anything that is Aikido if you're just standing there. Right, you have to give me some motion or some energy of attack. Oh, okay, and then I don't fight that energy. I don't block or stop that energy. I move with it. I join it. I join your direction. And in a physical sense, I may turn so I'm standing right beside you, holding your hand that has the knife you're trying to stick in my gut. Mm-hmm. But I can then move you forward and turn you around and turn your wrist in a certain way that allows me to take the knife and at the same time makes you want to fall down. Okay. It sounds like a dance until the fall down part. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It is often compared to dance, and it is like um, 
spontaneous dance. There's, in fact, a, a tradition in dance called contact improvisation. Mm -hmm. And the people in England who developed that also were connected a lot with Aikido ah. and practiced Aikido. So there's a simultaneous crossover there to the extent that sometimes really traditional con uh, contact improv people start their classes by bowing in like we do in martial arts. Oh, interesting. So that sort of thing. But the, the thing I'm trying to do when you've attacked me is to capture your mind. Uh, one of the insights of my teacher who founded the style that I train in, a man named Koichi Tohei. That's the key of the Ki Aikido? Um, is, is it the key? Ki, ki, yes. Okay. Uh, and it's the same key as in Aikido in the center. Okay. And technically it's Shinshin Tuitsu Aikido, but that's too much for English <laughs> or, or Europeans. So outside Japan, it's normally called Ki Aikido. And the technical organization I'm in is called Ki Society. Okay. Or Shinshin Tuitsu Aikido Kai. <laughs> Got so, it. <laughs> so you see why it's a little easier to use these shortcut names. Yes, yes. Um, but Key Society is a very specific organization. Key Aikido is a slightly larger term for the style of Aikido that was developed by Koichi Tohei Sensei, which combined the Aikido of Morai Ueshiba with a training by another man named Tempu Nakamura. And Tempu Nakamura is recognized as the father of yoga in Japan. Mm. He had uh, suffered an illness, um, pleurisy or um, galloping pneumonia, it was sometimes called, a lung disease. He went and trained in um, Chinese-Japanese medicine and couldn't cure himself, went to America, trained in American medicine, uh, including at Columbia University, still couldn't cure himself. Went to Europe and trained with medical people there, including Mesmer, the founder of hypnotism, and various other people like that. Still couldn't cure himself, so he decides to go home to Japan to die. But on the way, he's going through Egypt, so he thinks he'll go see the pyramids. And he meets a yogi there, a, an Indian yogi. Mm -hmm. And the yogi says, oh, I can fix you. Come back to India. So he goes to India, stays at the Himalayas for a few years learning yoga. And at the end of like three years, he's cured. He's no longer coughing up blood. And so he goes home and they x-ray him and say, we can't sign any evidence you ever had this. And so he goes back into the family banking business and is making money and goes, I have been given a gift by the universe I need to share. So he starts teaching in parks. And what he teaches, it's called yoga, Japanese yoga sometimes. But it's less the yoga like hatha yoga with the postures. So mm -hmm. there's some of that in his particular teaching. But it combines the energy work of Japanese-Chinese medicine. And what's the basis of that energy? That's ki, that mm. chi in, Japanese, in mm -hmm. Chinese. Uh, and so what circulates in the meridian systems is ki. So when the acupuncturist is sticking in a needle, he's either adding to or diminishing the key in that particular point. It's more complex, but that's the basic idea. Yeah. And so um, Toei Sensei combined those two systems into what we call Ki Aikido, 
And so that can refer to several other styles, little smaller groups of Aikido that are broken away from key society. We'll get back to our conversation with Stan Hale in just a moment, but first, our kindness call, sponsored by Cornwell Properties, where location matters. Hi, my name is Amy Sturm, and I'm a counselor at a private school in Clarksville, Tennessee. This year, our school system decided to push for a kindness initiative in all of our schools. And so throughout the school year, our students have been participating in kindness missions for um, the different grades, um, and they've been doing all kinds of posters and activities um, throughout the school. And just about a month ago, we decided that we needed to expand our kindness out into the community. So we decided to create Be Kind yard signs. And um, we sell the signs for $10, and all the donations have been going to five local community um, social service uh, agencies. And it's been a really great way for our kids to see the kindness spread throughout the community. So I wanted to share that and tell you thank you again for your podcast. It is truly inspiring. Bye. Did you know you can be on the Kindness Podcast? Call the Kindness Hotline with your story. You can leave us a voicemail at the number in the description of this podcast. Now, back to the show. You are trying to get to someone's mind. As you're moving with them in this dance, you're trying to get to someone's mind. How are you doing that when someone is either under (laughs) the influence or just seeing red or, Uh, you know? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, The... uh, it was Timpu Nakamura who said, the mind leads the body. Mm-hmm. And that was the primary impulse uh, or lesson that Toei Sensei got from him. And the sense of that is, if I lead your mind, then your body will follow. So if I suddenly look over there, you might very well look over there, mm. particularly if I've connected with you or if you've intent on me, right? Right. And so... That's one of the reasons, in the example I was giving of somebody who's trying to stick me in the gut with a knife, I don't fight that direction. I turn around and I continue his arm moving the same way, or hers, <laughs> and then I swing it around, and he'll follow because I'm thinking ahead of him. Okay. Right? Okay. So that's the sense of leading the mind. Ah. And the big advantage of that is... A small person can th- can move a mind, right? Right. So even very small people can throw very big people by not focusing on their body but moving their mind. Mm-hmm. So tell me how this works. How you've seen this work outside of the dojo? Yeah, outside of the dojo in in just in real life because it seems like we are we're constantly um, either verbally or mm-hmm. mentally kind of at 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 odds with people. Yes. And that actually is where we think of Aikido, Aki Aikido being real, is out in real life, because most of us don't, in fact, get in fights very often. I hardly Thank ever. <laughs> I had a couple when I was in college, and yeah. as you can see, that was a long time ago. <laughs> but I also, at a later point, I worked in a university textbook store selling textbooks, and I was the guy at the complaint desk. Oh, goodness. And so there would be a line of people during book rush, the beginning of the semester, lining up students wanting to know why their books weren't there on the shelf for their class that mm-hmm. their teacher had just told them about. 
And I had to explain that, well, we hadn't gotten an order from the teacher or he'd ordered books that aren't available or he only ordered them yesterday and so we'll have them in two weeks. Uh, or the teacher saying, why don't you have the books for my class? And well, we don't record an order for you. Right. Let's fill out the form right now. Or parents going, why are these books so expensive? Or you know, this line of people with complaint, complaint, complaint. And I was a new student of Aikido at the time. And so I could focus on the basic principles of body awareness that Toei Sensei teaches. Uh, he has four basic principles. Keep one point. One point is the center of our body. If you clasp your hands when you're standing up and lay it against your body, about where your little finger touches inside is your one point. It's lower than your center of uh, the Tandien, the old traditional center from Japanese, Chinese arts, and about simultaneous with the center of gravity for most people, though that shifts, and one point shifts. But so that's you your literally center. want to think about your center, your Fo one point. Focus in your center. Okay. And the amazing thing about that is if we were standing together and I just reached out and pushed you on the shoulder, I could probably move you very easily because you're not thinking about your body. Mm -hmm. But if I just say, now, just think about your one point and I do exactly the same push, you will automatically be more stable mm. without effort. Just because of that thought. The mind-body connection there. That's the mind-body okay. connection. And then uh, the second principle is to relax completely. And by relaxation, we mean not collapse. Like I've just come home from work and I've <laughs> opened my brewski and I've got the TV. That's okay to do, but it isn't what we need. Because after all, we're a martial art training. Right. And if you're sitting on the couch with your brewski, you're vulnerable. <laughs> so we don't want to be there. Relaxation, in our sense, is the center of a spectrum that goes from complete flaccidity to complete rigidity on the other side. And relaxation is when you're just doing just what you need to do. Okay. Now, most of us habitually do have much more tension in our body than yeah. that. So we need to learn to relax. And relaxation allows us to move even when the other guy is grabbing us very hard. It makes it difficult for him to contain, continue his tension if we're relaxed in his grip. Mm -hmm. And I can see the way you're explaining to me that it's, it, you can see it in someone's face. When they yes. have intentionally relaxed, you see there's not an animosity in there. Mm -hmm. there's, there's not an inappropriate joyfulness or stress. It's just calm. And so yeah. I mimic your facial expressions in that moment. And that is my mind leading yours. Ooh, and you therefore your here. body goes. You heard it here, people. It has <laughs> just led me. <laughs> <laughs> and in that same situation where the I was doing the complaint desk, if I matched their anger when they came up, then we'd just be angry together. Mm -hmm. And it would be unhappy for everybody. But if I was able to stay calm and actually listen to them, be sincerely connected, they could settle down mm -hmm. and be calm and really explain to me what they needed. And then I could make an effort to solve that. So the first is the Keep center. one point. Keep one point. Relax completely. Relax completely. Keep weight underside. Oh, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, Toei Sensei wrote these in Japanese when he was visiting Hawaii, at, which he did in 1953 for a long period, the first official teaching of Aikido outside Japan. In the after the war, and the the 
original sayings were translated in by Hawaii Japanese. So it's not the common usage of English okay. that we would have. So the so, words might yeah, sound stilted, no, but, but they have meaning. No normal person would say, keep weight underside, meaning a human body. No, normal meaning mainland, right? Mm-hmm. Normal user of English. But it's a perfect word because it's exactly what we mean. The, the weight wants to fall through the structure of our body with gravity. And if I hold out my arm and I focus on the upper side, like the part of my body ab- around my shoulder, you could lift that arm very easily. Mm-hmm. But if I just think of the underside line, the little finger line going through and focus there, suddenly it's more difficult to move my arm. And if you release it, it goes back where it was instead of falling if I fight against you, I have a reaction down. But if I just do this, oh, it just moved where it did. It'll move a little bit. There's slack in the shoulder, but that's it. So that's a principle of weight underside. So you want to think, what does that look like if, you're, if you are um, confronted by someone with anger? What does that look like? Do, do I visualize thinking of underneath my arm? or Well, the points are, the four, the four basic principles are training devices. So we use them in the dojo okay. to get used to the feeling. Okay, okay. Right? And the feeling we want is shin shin to its unification of mind and body. Mm-hmm. And with some experience, you don't need to think of the principles because you have the feeling. Yeah. What's Our, the fourth? The fourth is extent key. Key is energy, life force. Okay. And extend is kind of a bad word. What they really mean in Japanese is you open the spigot and the water flows. And so you are aware that key is there, where key is flowing. Okay. And you connect uh, in training. I, I had a, a woman who's training with me now, and we just had kind of a moment where I was talking about she's getting ready for her first test. I'm saying, okay, Elias is there. He's going to attack you in a minute. But first, be in your one point and let your key extend out and touch all the walls of all the room and the ceiling and the floor. You fill the room with your awareness of key. Key is there. It's an ocean we swim in. And then you focus your mind, focus a flow of key. That's the extend key part toward Elias because he's the one who's about to attack you. Mm-hmm. It and seems then like, oh, she can react, boom, Yeah. instead of waiting to see something happen. It seems like even in a contentious situation, you could change that word key f- to, to love or, you know, a, mm-hmm. a, a beautiful source of power where you understand your self-worth yes. um, and mm-hmm. approach people that way. And if you're already in that state, that shin shin tuitsu, mind and body unified state, then... People react to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In, in some way, if they come at you with hostile intent and you're centered and focused and in that state, they look at you and they go, not this person. They're too alert. Yep. I'm, I'm going to attack the person who's not paying attention to the world, who's focused on their iPhone as they're walking down the street. Yep, an easier victim. Yep. Yeah. Oh, the weaker. But on the other hand, the person that you're trying to have an interaction with, if we step out of the fight context. Mm -hmm. If I'm having a disagreement with my wife, that's a great training situation. (laughs) (laughs) There is nobody who can lead your mind like your intimate partner. That's right. And so it's great to train. And if I can stay focused, she will calm down. 
if she stays focused, I will calm down. Mm-hmm. We can get more rational and, you know, come through to the affection we feel underneath anyway. Um, and, and that's the place where kindness lives, right? That's where kindness lives. We're kind to um, the person who's trying to kill us. Mm. By redirecting their energy, just take their balance. We don't harm them on the way down. The moves we use would have, you know, bone breaks and, um, you know, sweep their feet so they crash to the ground. And we don't do them in that way. Everything we do has been modified and adjusted. But the big adjustment is that attitude. When somebody comes at me, I'm not trying to attack them. I'm not trying to counterattack them. I'm trying to connect. Ooh, beautiful words for, for life, walking in kindness. Thank you, Stan, so much for talking with me today. Okay, no problem. That was a conversation with Stan Hale. You can learn more at athens-key-aikido.net. Thanks for listening to The Kindness Podcast. It's produced by WOUB Public Media and relies heavily on the kindness of engineer Adam Rich and intern Chloe Meston. I'm Nicole Phillips. We hope you'll subscribe to The Kindness Podcast wherever you listen and find us on social media at Kindness Podcast. If you like the show, please spread some kindness in the review section. Music